welcome. We invite you to open up your minds and your hearts. And join us, for I am not that. Liberating the self from the self. And now your hosts, Tezra and Koa. Hey everybody, hello, hello. what's up our beloved? Aloha. Beautiful people. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, yes. Um, so welcome back to another episode of I Am Not That. Liberating the self from the self. I'm Koa. And, and I am Tezra. Lovely wife Tezra. And we're very happy to be back here uh, filming another episode for you guys. Um, I'm going to do a quick recap. Uh, our last episode was You're the Proof. Excellent episode, please. And uh, and we got a wonderful um, feedback from Gail Hart Yoga. That's her Instagram, and she's out of South Carolina. And she basically just um, gave us an incident that sh that happened with her of how she started to identify with you know certain labels, certain groups, and she mm. got indignant, like I'm not that, you know. That's not who I am, I've, you know. Um, and so then she got to a place where she realized that she did not have to identify with that, that she could actually just show up, you know, being who she is, knowing who she is, because knowing who she is, now she doesn't have to take umbrage. She doesn't have to take offense. So she was able to show up to the event, you know, enjoy the event, be present in the event, and actually connect genuinely with the people at the event so Excellent. it was a it was a great great share shout out to gail for the shout out yes thank, thank you, you thank gail you. Yeah. so uh the you're the proof episode um as we shared gail uh, said she received a lot from watching the show and is basically as we kind of are um, hinting at where it's you are the proof you don't have to prove yourself to anyone when they try to call you out your name or try to tell you who you are by you know coming at you in a certain kind of way with a certain kind of energy when you are very very sure of who you are you can just kind of let that you know it's like okay that's what you are saying got it you know but you don't have to go out of your way to, to prove yourself and get all into this tug of war energetically with people so that was a great episode, and I appreciate the feedback. And, yeah, please continue Yeah, to, and continue yeah. to share your feedback so we can give you a shout-out, too, because we would love to do that, mm -hmm. you know, put you in a spotlight. Word. Um, yeah, as we want to continue to build our audience and um, build our podcast and our YouTube channel because we're very passionate about our message of, of freeing ourselves, mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, the mental prison constructs that we create that is created for us that has been handed down to us and right. <laughs> you know it just All from angles. every angle right. so you know we're working to doing the work to free ourselves of that and uh we will find ourselves having much different experiences in this life so yes please so. continue to support and we want to hear from you yes so let's get right into it so this episode uh, is called The Land of Make-Believe. Yes, and you may be wondering where that is. Well, look around, you're living in it. Um, the Land of Make-Believe, we're gonna get into 
what that means, but we're going to start off with a quote, and then we'll dive right into this, what does this all mean? So the quote today is from one of my all-time favorite books, our all-time favorite books, actually. Uh, unknowingly, we were reading it many, many years ago without knowing each other and enjoyed it immensely in different places. And so here <laughs> we are now. Yeah. So yes, Conversations with God. This is uh, Neil Donald Walsh. And um, he has a nice quote that I'd like to share. We'll circle back to it later, but let's just get into it. Um, often a person on what you call the spiritual path looks like he has renounced all earthly passion, all human desire. What he has done is understand it, see the illusion, and step aside from the passions that do not serve him or her. But says him. Uh, yes. Mm. So should I read it again? Or yeah, one read that time. one more time. Yeah. So often a person on what you call the spiritual path looks like he has renounced all earthly passion, all human desire. What he has done is understand it, see the illusion, and step aside from the passions that do not serve him. So, yeah. And what I just heard there is um, there is an illusion to the illusion because the quote said, oftentimes we will see a person on the spiritual path that looks like. Mm -hmm. So that looks like is also is an illusion on top of an illusion. Right, right. How, um, how you, what you how, think they're doing. Right. You look like they're giving up all kinds of stuff. They no longer need these, the riches or the fame or the, you know, they can live on a humble area. And you think that's that, that the means assumptions. Yeah. that's spirituality. It's giving up all these worldly possessions. Um, but, but like Ram Dass would say, you, got, you guys always you know we always speak about Ram Dass but Ram Dass also speaks on this when he says you know people uh, doing all of these things giving up all your worldly riches and you know going off to live in a forest or whatever doesn't get you closer to God right so yeah. it's, it's not that it's yeah. not um, those are just traps yeah. that can make you think that you're getting closer uh, to God. Yeah, misinterpretation of, of what you think is the way to do it is by giving up all my possessions. I'm going to take right. these things off and I won't use these things because being simple is what gets you to God. No, no, not at all. Uh, what, what you see are, are people seeing what these things actually are and they behold them differently. So they don't perhaps mean the same anymore. And I've seen, uh, I heard of people on a spiritual path, gurus, very enlightened people who live in lavish kingdoms and, and have gold and riches. And you've seen the ones who live very poor and they have almost nothing, just bread and water in a bowl, you know. And both of them come from the same point of view of, of seeing through the illusions of life. They're the ones who, who like to have a lot of things, they're not caught up in those things. And the ones who seemingly have nothing, they're not caught up in the having nothing. They're, they're identifying with life on a, on a different level. So we're going to dive into this, the land of make-believe. Um, start it off? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, this is his topic. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I wanted to, to touch on this. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to get into as far as what that means is that from... From when you're born, you you don't you don't we, we we discussed this kind of in blank canvas. Our very very first episode, how you are a blank canvas. There's nothing that you attribute uh, with anything at a certain age when you're when you're first born. 
So, you know, you don't have a language, you know, you don't care about calling yourself a particular gender. You don't think in, in language. You don't have names for all the, these things. And what happens as we get pulled into life and taught and, and domesticated in a sense and indoctrinated, like when we get caught uh, learning, getting all this knowledge that these are trees, this is called grass, this is called a chair, this is called shirt, like we have names for everything. And we get really caught up uh, that all this stuff is, is, is very real. You know, like it's, it's, it's the real deal. When, when at the end of the day, I mean, like this stuff is all made of energy. It's all made of, of the same basic building blocks, like the same energetics. Even in science, they find out that whatever is in human beings, that you find that those same exact elements in rocks, those same elements in trees, those same elements in a lot of energetic things that we take and put together and create things and, and you create it and you call it a car, you create it, you call it tires or you call it rubber or you call it anything. The same energetic building blocks make up all that stuff. So we get really caught up in these, these names and these labels and what this is called when there's a much more simpler, simpler um, it, it's, it's really, it doesn't really make a difference what you call it. I mean, that's why we have so many languages. And when you hear people calling a tree in their language, it sounds like blah, 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 blah. it just sounds like noise to you. So even the language we speak, it's just symbols that people have created. They've made it up. You know, this this is where I'm I'm driving at with the make believe part, is that we've made up what a letter A looks like, what a letter A sounds like, and we memorize these things. So. Um, I just want to touch on that we're supposed to make up stuff. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to be very creative. And if we didn't, then, you know, this is how we communicate. I mean, we have to have a way to, to speak. But the thing is about it is that we get caught up in thinking that these things are very real instead of there are creative tools. It's our way of identifying something. That's called a siren behind me. <laughs> it's very, very loud, but I don't know if we should let that pass for a moment. We are in the city, so, you know, we are subject to whatever happens in the city. But, um, yeah, we get very, very caught up in all of these, these things and, and having, being called a particular name or a particular something, and we forget that we are using our creative tools as beings. You start off as, like we said in the blank canvas, as just a being that just exists, that just, you know, understands feelings and communicates through love. And, and, and that's, it's very, very simple. And then we just add all these things to our canvas and paint all these different kind of pictures and understandings. So I, I don't think that we should, you know, I'm not saying people we should walk around saying yeah this stuff is all made up and this stuff ain't real like it's not going from one extreme to another it's just keeping it in mind that this stuff is not what it appears it's just not what it appears and you can actually see things and and, and experience life differently when you're not so trapped and caught up in appearances it's quite a a location that I, I, I chose. <laughs> we walked up here, I thought it was nice and quiet, but maybe not so much. But um, yeah, and the reason I call it calling it the land of make-believe is because 
you get all these lessons, you get all this information about what to call this and what to call that and what this is and what that is. And I mean, we make up everything from, from how we utilize time and how we utilize days of the week. I mean, we really believe that tomorrow is coming and that Wednesday is coming more than we just made up a system of keeping track. You know, how do we all know to meet at the movies at 3.30 downtown if we don't have these creations? But let's keep in mind, they are creations. They are tools that we're using. So the less we can get so, you know, fooled by all the appearances, the more you can start to feel who you really are. You can get more back to that essence of just being a being, just understanding that life is energy you know you can get back to basics so that's what I really wanted to touch on and as far as the quote is concerned people who take the spiritual path and start really identifying with life as energy and not getting all caught up in what you want to call it and you call him or this or her or that and you have all these names for things they just really understand that life is energy and they want to just interact with that energy in the way that they choose to and so a lot of things sometimes don't seem as important once you take away the power of the label the power of the definition behind it you just know that it's just energetics it's just energy going on and as far as the title land of make-believe you get so much of this information coming at you that and it's not real it's not real stuff i mean it's our creations but people make you believe it. Your teachers, your parents, your family, your friends, your community, everybody's already bought into, you know, believing in all these things that we've created, all these systems we've made up, you know, months of the, of the year, days of the week, all this stuff is all made up stuff. And it's fine, like I said, we're supposed to make up stuff, but it doesn't mean you're supposed to get lost in it and forget that these are your tools that these are just things that we are using to, to communicate, to get along, to be able to meet at the same time, like I was saying. So yeah, it's our tools, but it's also, we're making this stuff up. You know, it's supposed to be a little bit more light, a little bit more fun maybe, than how we get all caught up in it. Um, but yeah, wanna? So, um, so there is a, a chant in, uh, a Hindu chant um, in Hindu language, but uh, we chant it often um, in my practice, and uh, it's Asatoma Sat Gamaya, Tamashoma Jotir Gamaya, Mitur Maha Amritam Gamaya, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. And the second line of that Tamashoma Jotir Gamaya is lead us from the unreal to the real. And that's basically saying what Koa just finished so beautifully expounding upon is that lead us from that which is transient, lead us from that which is illusory, lead us from that which is um, what we believe is the real to the actual real. And what is the actual real, Tezra? Well, the actual real is that that is unchanging. So um, that, is, that is consistent. That is which, which is incontrovertible. That is real. That is the ultimate reality. And so knowing that um, we are a part of that system, 
So it's kind of like in the land of make-believe, if we get into deep legal trouble, if we get into deep, you know, trouble with the IRS, uh, with the FBI, with the government, it all feels very real and permanent. But the truth of the matter is, is that it is not. It is something that we go through, we move through, we may, you know, get pinched, you know, a lot. You know, uh, we may feel the pinch. Um, we may even have, you know, dire, you know, results uh, as consequences. But it is not permanent. So even if you say that a person who is, you know, serving a lifetime sentence for doing something, that is in itself temporary. Because once that person, you know, does their lifetime sentence and perhaps they even, you know, um, expire there in prison, you know, then it seems permanent, but it's not because their essence, their energy continues to live on beyond that. So that is what is real. The real is the true nature of ourselves, uh, the true nature of, of, of mother nature, of supreme energy. Because everything, like Koa was saying earlier, everything comes from energy. Everything has a vibration to it. What you think is solid is indeed not. It has a vibration to it. Uh, science has proven this many and many a times. So the solid things we think is real. We think that it is solid, but in indeed it is not. So the land of make-believe is seeing what we see and taking it for the absolute. Um, but it cannot be the absolute because it is temporary. Um, it cannot be the absolute because it changes. It cannot be the absolute because it can be uh, challenged or proven to be uh, controversial. So um, those are the things. So if you're going through stuff, even if you're going through a divorce or even if you're going through, you know, a really high moment in your life, um, it's learning how to have to gain the understanding that, yes, all of this is taking place in my life, but it is not the ultimate reality. This is not true reality. These are just things that I am moving through, but these things are not me. It's not who I am ultimately. And once you have a good understanding of who you are, once you have a good understanding that you are connected to source energy, all that there is, um, once you understand um, Hamsa, I am that, that which is everything, then you begin to gain the understanding that um, Koa has shared in the quote, like the people who are on the spiritual path, they just have an understanding that, you know, all of the stuff that they see, that they interact with, um, that is, and is, is, is indeed an illusion, it's illusory. Because once you know that, then you can begin the detachment. You don't attach yourself to it because you know that this is impermanent. This is not um, the end all be all. Like I said, even if you have a dire situation that you're, go you're going through, it's not the end all be all. Even if it ends up in death, 
is not the end all be all because you still exist beyond you leaving your body. Um, so it is knowing that um, and kind of taking that and practicing it in life, like in your everyday life. So when you're in your car and uh, you know somebody cuts you off or whatever, well, just try to take a beat before you get react, you know, reactionary with it. Before you know you go and cuss that person out or flip them the bird or whatever. Take a beat and say, okay, so this is what's going on right now. I'm seeing that this person cut me off, and I'm seeing myself get really pissed off that this person cut me off. You know, um, so because when you see stuff, when you start to, uh, we call it witness awareness. When you start doing the witness awareness then it kind of takes you out of it and now you're becoming an observer of it instead of being it, instead of becoming it. Um, so it's, it's in the land of make-believe. And so in the land of make-believe, how do we live in it, guys? You know, how do I live in this land of make-believe? How do I um, make the distinction from that which is real, that I'm really experiencing, that is very palpable to me, that all of my senses, you know, are uh, being affected by it. How are you seeing that this is the land of make-believe? Simply because in the next few moments, it will not be there. Whether or not those next few moments is later on that afternoon, um, later in the week, a few months from now, years from now it is impermanent and because it is impermanent it cannot be real yeah excellent yeah it's um you know you, you you will find that there will be so many situations where it seems like a similar situation like um you got into a situation that was frustrating for you and maybe your day was already frustrated so now here you are coming into that this part of your day and something happens and you just are like ah, I can't take this like this is ridiculous like how long do I have to wait I've been waiting online I've been you know whatever the situation is it's very frustrating and then you can it can be months later a year later it doesn't make a difference it could be the next day but you run you find yourself in a very similar situation but you've been having a good day all day and here you are in a situation where you have to wait and it, it seems like the people are being unprofessional. It seems like you should have been called already. But for some reason, it's not disturbing your, your joy. It's, you're just like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm having a great day. This is not even throwing me off. Like, I mean, I feel like I should be called already. I feel like they can run this better, but it, I, I'm good. I'm cool. So you can ask yourself if you can relate to being in very similar situations but having different um, experiences. Why, how is that so? If the outer surface situation is um, so real that this is just frustrating, you know, they're making me wait. But the next time when you had to wait, you were just like whistling and cool and doing other tasks on your phone and being productive while you wait. Next thing you know, they called you, you almost forgot. Like, oh, okay, right. Forgot why I was here. I've been here so long. And you're just in a good mood or you struck up a conversation with somebody else who's waiting and they're like, yeah, this is some bullshit. Like, we've been, we've been here for how long? You know, and you, and you guys laugh about it. Like, how can you have different experiences with almost the same exact, you know, 
troublesome problem. And that's because it's, it's not about the outer anything, the outer problem, the outer situation. It's what's, what's going on inside of you. How are you beholding it? How do you feel inside about it? And from the inside comes your outside experience, no matter how similar it, it is. So we're basically talking about all of this stuff is all surface stuff. I mean, I don't care if it's you're talking about, like, like Tezra said, an, a situation with the IRS and you have to go to court. And oh, that's, that's very real. I don't know what you're talking about. They make believe I got to be down there at nine o'clock. Like that stuff is real. This, you know, it, no matter what it is, we, laws have been invented. People decided to make them up and they signed it and said, this is what we're going by now. Like this stuff is all made up and they make you believe it because it feels so real. You know, because you have to go through it and experience it and deal with the, the problems and the repercussions. You know, that's what that's the make believe is what I'm talking about. Usually, when you say, "Oh, we're playing make believe," you think of it in a certain way. In this way, I'm saying it's make believe as in they make you believe it. They really, it really feels real for you. So, how you deal with the surfacey stuff when it comes to utilizing inner power and where you really come from, your actual self, your inner power you can do more transforming of this surface situations than you think. And the more you practice coming from that space and, and tackling these outer issues, this, this, these land of make-believe issues, you start to see somehow, you know, the IRS, they, see, they lost your paperwork. You don't even have a case anymore. Like you, you find so many things pop up when you go inward for your solutions and not get caught up in the outward mm -hmm. drama of it, you'll start to see things just happen to, it happened to go this way. That's odd, it never goes that way. You know, have you ever dealt with it in this kind of way, going inward? No, I don't normally, but I did this time, and you know, however your version of that is, prayer, talking to God, whatever your inward way of going inward is, you can see results out here start to move and shift based on you going inward where where reality actually is your inner divinity and um and so and that is how you get closer to god it's that inner work it's that turning inwardly um and like cole was saying so when you turn in inwardly you start to uh function on a different frequency you start to be on a different vibrational level um you start to be on a different plane of existence. And so, and that's why you will see things. You may think that it's like, it's magic. You may think that it's um, happenstance. Like, oh, wow, that parking ticket just kind of like disappeared off of my record. Coincidence. Yeah. So it's like, you no, know, when you start operating on a different frequency, on a different plane, on a different vibration, things happen differently events in your life happen differently and then you will also start to see certain events in your life happen not so frequently like say for instance if you have a life where you feel like you're constantly constantly having drama in your life the reason why you may be having drama in your life is because you're looking at this as if it's real you're looking at this as if this is your life when indeed it is not, because like we said earlier, what makes it un uh, what makes it unreal? The fact that it's not permanent. This drama is going to be done in an hour. So if it was real, why is it not here still? 
So, but it's only real if you identify it as such. When you start to come into the understanding that this isn't real, that this is happening, but I am not to identify it as who I am, but I am to go through it, experience the emotions, witness, oh, this is how I'm acting in this situation. Once you start to remove yourself out of it, become an observer of it, now you are tethering yourself to that which is real, which is like we had said earlier, the true nature of yourself. The true nature of yourself is unchanging. Um, like Baba, I believe Baba Muktananda said this. I hope I'm not uh, giving the wrong quote to the wrong person. But anyway, the quote is, water cannot wet it, fire cannot burn it, and government cannot tax it. That is the true you. That which cannot be affected, that which is unchanging. Um, and my teacher, Rudrani, always tells us that quote, fire cannot, water cannot wet it, fire cannot burn it, and the government cannot tax it. That is who you truly are. And so once you go inwardly and you begin to connect to that, that is what you want to connect to. That source, that is where you want to be. Because then no matter what you're going to go through in life or what experiences are going to flow through you, because now that's what you're recognizing it as, is flowing through me. It's not me, it's flowing through me. So now once you begin to step into that space and begin to turn inwardly, now you're going from um, turning from the unreal to the real. And even if you just get an inkling of it in this lifetime, it will make a world of difference in your life. And the fun part about it is you begin to play with it. Yes. You begin to see, right? Yes. You begin to see. Once you get those glimpses, yeah. it's, it's, uh, then you're off to the races. It's yeah. just like, ah, okay, A little bit okay, of a rush, I'm a little bit getting. of addictive of like, oh, wait a minute, okay. Mm -hmm. This said actually, there's, it's on to something. This spiritual nonsense that I keep hearing about, they're really on to something here. Like it goes from the, you know, just some, some stuff that sounds weird to, oh, wait, wait a second. I, know, I, I keep going inward, I keep doing these practices, and I see things, I, I get that phone call out of nowhere. Uh, I get this, like it's really, it's very, very weird. It's very practical. Yeah. It, it's, it's really very practical, mm -hmm. but you just have to be open. Yes. If you want to be so quick to shun it, to shut it down, to deny it, um, to count it off as you know, Oh, those like those lotus eaters or, you know, <laughs> tree huggers yeah, stuff. tree huggers. They over there with that bullshit that they'd be doing. And, you know, but once you start just to be open to it and just to see, because here's the thing. Reality is independent. Supreme energy is independent. Source energy is independent. It does not need us in order to be real. Right. You don't have it. It will it, it will work this way whether you believe in it or not. Right. It, it's fine if you don't, and you can you can take on whatever you version of reality you believe is out here and just go at that. But it's still happening regardless. Regardless. But see, when you tap into that which is happening, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer had a quote that said, um, "The universe does nothing, but yet leaves nothing, but yet leaves nothing undone." 
once you start to step into that flow, once you start, start to be in sync with that, your life flow is going to be drastically different. Your life flow is going to reflect that of which is real, which means that you can be able to navigate your way out of your depression, out of your sadness, um, out of your pissed offness, out of your um, you know, anger, rage. You will be able to navigate yourself out of it because the true nature of yourself is that which is happiness, joy, bliss, love, contentment, equanimity. That is the true nature of the self because that is what the universe is. But the universe wants to experience other things in order to know itself. So in order to know itself, you gotta experience the opposite. That is the duality of it. So you will be able to understand, like I was down and out for the last, we, we, both of us, and we didn't even know it until we actually shared it with one another. And that's the other thing, talk about it. You know, just don't sit in your darkness because the more you sit in your darkness, the more real it becomes to you. And so the more you start to buy into your land of make-believe. No, it's just make-believe and it's what you are thinking. You are thinking these things in your head. They're not the real thing. They're not true. You are just manufacturing these thoughts. So even a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we have been down and out, you know, separately. Individuals, you know. Um, but I had to constantly remind myself that this is just temporary. I had to see myself, oh, Tesla, this is you thinking these thoughts. Yeah. This is you feeling this way because you're thinking these thoughts. And even though it's not easy, it isn't easy. But like I said, if you do it just an inkling, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And the same process in different ways. There's an acknowledgement of it. Uh, you know, I, I had conversations I, I spoke out on. I spoke with my father. I said, yeah, I'm gonna in a little bit of a funk. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's been weird and I, I, I should know better. But I, I'm just, there. this is where I'm at even just the acknowledgement automatically starts to push you out of that wherever you're stuck in. And I started to realize that I was just really caught on in the land of make-believe. I was really thinking that certain things, you know, I want to do, I want to make some more money, I want to do more. Like I was just getting caught up in the surface of it and not going inward to my inner power to deal with this. Like I'm going to go inward and start to see the shift I'm not going to see this shift by no. buying into what looks like my problems right now. And and I'm and I'm not clearly out of it. Like I'm still I'm on the coming out. I'm coming out of it, right. but I'm not totally out of it. You know, I still am in somewhat of a funk. Not as deep as I was in it. You know, uh, let's just say two days ago. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but it's not a, we're not talking about you know magic potion. Poof, all of your emotions are gone and now we're just happy, happy, joy, joy. Right. No, we're not talking about that. That's the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're talking about real life shit that feels really real to us. Right. Um, but like Koa was saying, you know, acknowledge it. Speak about it with someone who you trust. Even writing it down yourself. I'm not a journaler. I'm not one of those people who write down my thoughts. Um, there are some, a lot of people who do. Um, but I heard that that's a great way to take yourself out of it. Um, you know, whether you meditate, and even in meditation, like my meditations for the last couple of days, it has been like, okay, why am I sitting here? <laughs> you know, because I'm just, <laughs> right. everything is just running through my head, but doesn't matter. Just as long as you're sitting in the, and when you're sitting, you're sitting in the container of silence, even though the thoughts are still running on in your head, 
but just sitting, period, mm -hmm. you're Persisting in. Persisting the practice. Persisting the practice, mm -hmm. you're in the container of silence. And that alone is doing work. Mm -hmm. So it's coming out of that land of make-believe and seeing the characters, oh, okay, so Joe is over here pissing me off right now. Like, Joe is a character that's pissing Tezra off. You know, it's like knowing that these people in our lives are characters. And also uh, what Ram Das said is that when we have situations, you know I'm going with this. When we have, so he's like, uh, keep talking. So <laughs> when you have situations or people that piss you off at the grocery store or people that piss you off, you know, driving, thank that person. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Because you know what you did? You just let me know where I am not. Right. And so what now, I still have to work what on. I still have to work on. So now, you know, that keeps my roadmap because sometimes we get phony holy. Yeah. And uh, Ram Das also says, "Y'all, we that's are his, Ram Das's heads." That's I mean, his phrase right there. Yeah, phony, phony holy, yeah. and phony unholy. But we'll get to that another day. But phony <laughs> holy is, you know, you're meditating, you know, you're singing your your mantras, and you know, you're you're drinking your green juice, yeah, and you know, you're namaste, and and then you get cut off. And you're like, that fucker. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, and then you get trembled all up in that, and now you're becoming that instead of saying, oh, wow, thank you, dude. Mm -hmm. Now I know I'm keeping the path. I know where I have to go. I know where I, I need work still. Yeah. So they're keeping that roadmap clear for you. Um, so, yeah, and all of this, again, is make-believe. So in keeping that roadmap clear, you're being clear about who you are not and who you are not are all of the roles that you play, all of the labels that you, you know, that you wear, um, all of the emotions that you experience. You are none of those things. You are the thing that holds all of that. Right. That is who you are. Um, and that which is tethered to um, source energy. So, yes, yeah, definitely about getting back to that. Once you can snap yourself out of it, be aware of where you are and how you're getting caught up in, in, in some kind of a drama or situation or whatever, you bring yourself back to, wait a minute, I'm actually made of source energy. I'm actually not what it appears to be. I'm the, the situation is not what it appears to be. It's all made of that source energy. So all I have to do is get back to that, start tapping into that, get into a practice that supports that. Uh, meditation, whatever floats your boat in that sense. Yeah, and Gail, and that's one thing that she also spoke to when she was speaking on our earlier podcast of You're the Proof. What she spoke about that demonstrated um, of how she realized that uh, 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 I'm starting to get caught up into the labels, I'm starting to get caught up into the roles, but that's not who I am. And knowing that I'm able to interact and go to anything and not feel offended or insulted um, because I am not that. Awesome. No, no, no pun intended, but yeah. Yeah. I I am not that. <laughs> that was kind of good though. That was good. But um, all right. So, so yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to share? Um, I think that. I'm How's good. married life going, babe? Married life is going <laughs> great. I I, I uh, just shared earlier that um. And she, it's like out of left field. I'm like just looking at her, like doughy eyes. She's was. like, uh, yeah, like what, what? And I'm like, I said, you know, I, I thought getting, getting married was stupid. You know, before I was like, why would you, why would you do that to yourself? Like, oh, just, ah, you know, it's when you get so much from past relationships and 
is it me? I got to work on myself. I'm, you know, I'm just not there yet. And it's just not for me anyway. I mean, you know, I'll just be, you know, I'll just sit and meditate and be a bachelor. And that's probably good enough because, well, you know, it's just stupid anyway. And then I'm looking at her and being so happy that with my choice and that, that I was accepted, you know, we accepted each other, but you know, so I was so happy with my choice and our choice. It's like, I, I didn't, I didn't imagine that, that I would, it could be. Do, yeah, I, I was just like, yeah. whatever, I've tried enough time, that's enough, I'll just be old by myself. And I said, well, that's what happens when you're in sync. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when, if you are lucky enough to, and it's not even luck, actually, because you attract what you vibrate. Right. Yeah. So know that. You attract what you vibrate. And so that's a, that's a, that's a good lesson, to Look around. Yeah. Oh, and we were also talking to, okay, guys, we're going to wrap up, because uh, this can be a whole other yeah. podcast. Well, Go ahead. But, but even, even that, even that, that segues still back. Um, to what we're talking about, you 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 attract what you vibrate, and so that's why in this land of make believe, when you see these issues and problems that come up, if you don't deal with them in a surface kind of way, because they're only on the surface, and you work on your vibration, that's why that phone call comes out of nowhere. That's why your paperwork got lost. Your vibration actually shifts this this land of make believe to to whatever you're vibrating at. Um, and yeah, you start to see more and more things come up that are weird and magical and all that kind of stuff. And you, you, if you're like me, I mean, you start to enjoy it. You, you, you want to it's return. Fun. Yeah, it gets fun. You want to return into yourself so you can see more of that. These magical transformations happen. And you know, listening to that um, inner voice and and and, uh, and that kind of stuff. But I have, actually, I do have one example. Um, and then we'll get back to the quote and wrap it up. Um, I was one time, um, I was practicing listening to that very, very quiet voice that, that's uh, your, your inner self, that inner power. And I'm going down the stairs, descending into the staircase, into the train station to, to catch the train. Now, as I get down there, and I'm about to swipe myself on to the two train. Um, the train is pulling in. And you know how New York is, you know, if you see people breaking their leg to get over that turnstile, hop the turnstile, swipe, double swipe, it's not going through, just to jump on that train before that boom, boom. <laughs> That's all you want to do is just get, you got to get, you know, get there first, get on the train first. First train that comes, you get on the first, you know, we're, we're very fast paced, you know, in New York. So I'm practicing listening. Um, and as I get to the bottom of the stairs, um, I'm swiping. I have plenty of time. I'm not even rushing. The train didn't even come to a stop yet. And the, that voice was like, do not get on this train. And I was like, uh, I'm trying to get downtown. I don't know what you're talking about in a voice, but I'm trying. But I pra I'm practicing listening. So I, I swipe. I stand there. I, the doors open. People get on. People get off. They look at me. I'm just standing there. They're like, oh, this is the only train. It's not like you're waiting for a different one. Like, what is, you know, I look like a weirdo just standing there letting the train go. So the train goes, and I'm like, okay, all righty. So the next train comes, and I'm like, can I get on? So I get on the train, and uh, there's a guy on the train that I recognize, and he sees me, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm glad I ran into you because we have a show coming up, and I can't use my old graphic designer, and I know you do graphic design, so... Um, we have a, you know, we pay $500 to do this, and if you're available, I mean, we'd love to just get some work from you. And I was like, absolutely. 
And I went about my day, but I think you see where this is going, where it's like, okay, like this is weird. If I would have got on that first train, he was on the train behind it, I would have not ran into this $500 job. So it's really odd how things work when you start to go within and listen and pay yeah, attention. Yeah, seemingly odd. Seemingly that is, odd. That is what seemingly we would call odd. it. Yeah. But it's actually you're in the flow. Mm -hmm. You're in the flow with reality mm -hmm. because reality is source energy. It's energy. Yeah. So. So yeah. That's a wonderful example. He's the one with the example this time, guys. I didn't have any examples. Finally. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna circle back to this quote uh, by Neil Donald Walsh. Um, Often a person on what you call a spiritual path looks like uh, he has renounced all earthly passion, all human desire. What he has done is understand it, see the illusion and, like, I don't have glasses on, guys. <laughs> See the illusion and step aside from the passions that do not serve him. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're seeing this place for what it is, and you get to start playing with it more and picking and choosing what works for you, how you want to approach it, instead of taking it as it's given to you, how it appears. And step aside from that which does not serve you. Mm -hmm. If drama in your life doesn't serve you, step aside. Mm -hmm. If that friend in your life doesn't serve you, step aside. Mm -hmm. If that boss in your life doesn't serve you, step aside. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. All right. Yes, so thank you so much for All right. thank you. joining in on yes, with us. We and love you yes. and we appreciate you. Thank you for all of your support. And comments. Um, yes, and you can, if you're on Apple, please go on um, Apple and give us a rating so that we can shout you out. Because um, we actually owe someone a shout out and I forgot who it is, so I'm going to get you next time. But sure. if you had left us a rating on Apple, uh, a couple months ago. So we're new to the game. We're learning. But anyway, stay with us. Uh, we love you. And until next time, Mahalo. namaste. Mahalo. Mahalo. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments of any kind, we'd love to hear from you. That would be our email addresses. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. So, yes, we'd love to hear from you. Till next time.